0: Welcome to 1001 Good Nights, a podcast about the stories behind bedtime stories. Follow along with two new dads, one a psychologist and one a book editor, as they explore the nighttime ritual of their foreseeable future. Hey, Ben. So
1: in some of the other episodes, you keep bringing up B.J. Novak's The Book With No Pictures. <laughs> so it's clear to me that you really want to talk about it. So let's just do it. Why do you, why do you keep bringing it up? What's, what's going on? There's no pictures. Why, 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 why is this worth pulling off the show? People aren't
0: familiar. B.J. Novak um, – of the office fames he's one of the writers of the tv show the office and also played the character ryan um, so just to kind of give you I, I, to me that's still kind of a fun juxtaposition when i read this book imagining that ryan wrote this <laughs> um <laughs> you feel like it fits in with his character o- on the office or or is very out of character do you, do you i don't know that it, it, i don't think it's either it's it's definitely not in character but i'm not sure that it's out of character either i'm i'm confused um in a good way i think it's just a it's a fun comparison um but anyway so yeah the book with no pictures is unsurprisingly a book without any sort of there's no illustration there's no pictures there's no photos um all it is is it's all just typography it's all just text um now it's all sorts of different um sizes and colors of text even different fonts um at different times but The beginning the intro kind of gimmick of the book is this is a book with no pictures so um and it it basically just walks there isn't really a plot but the kind of the idea of the book is that the adult reading this book has to do and say whatever the book does and says so for instance it, it sort of leads off by saying it probably seems boring and serious to read a book like this, except here's how books work. Everything the words say, the person reading the book has to say no matter what, even if that word is blork or blurf or something like that. And so it goes on and it it the, the reader has to sing various songs and say lots of different silly words. Um, and then... Yeah, and that that's sort of it it just it sort of runs the parent or the reader through the ringer of have to do having to do really silly ridiculous things um, right so th- the idea is that the parent or reader is hostage to the
1: book's silly agenda right <laughs> they' they've they've, 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 they've got to do whatever the book whatever the book says they've got to perform it no matter exactly. how
0: ridiculous it's like the narrator and the kids are are in it together to make the adults, um, look like a buffoon, you know, which right. the kids just kind of like love, um, cause it cause it kind of flips the power dynamic of reading, which is absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Um, and I, <laughs> so one of my, we can get I, I want to get into to talking about that, that idea of, um, the, the reader having to do what the book says. Um, but I, <laughs> one of the reasons I love this book is because it's a really fun book to spring on kind of, unwitting visitors um so when we have you know <laughs> a few months ago we had my uh, my colleague from work came over um and he, he loves kids and so he was having fun with the girls um the whole time during dinner and then before he left it was getting to be bedtime and so um he stayed and you know we, we did our kind of our bedtime routine and then the girls my oldest daughter suggested that we have his name's todd she said we should have Mr. Todd read the book with no pictures. Oh, <laughs> she's she's sprung it on him. Yeah, because I think it was it was pretty recently after we had gotten the book for the first. So it was kind of fresh on her mind, um, and he had but, no idea what but, the but book she, was.
1: But she said it like in like you could tell that she's like kind of like when when a when a, a young child walks over an adult with a whoopee cushion in hand and is
0: like. <laughs> Can you stand up, please? Like it, it was, it was, yeah. it was
1: a trap. Like there, there well, a.
0: Well, it was like partial. I'm not sure how devious it was. She definitely. I mean... So she knows the book is like hilarious and funny, right? And she she knows that Mr. Todd has never hasn't read this book, right? So that's so that, that, thinks... that's
1: that's what I'm getting at. So yeah. in other words,
0: it's not just this is a book that I like. We should
1: have Mr. Todd read a book that I like. It's a let's see how Mr. Todd handles like
0: <laughs> kind like, of handles... yeah yeah <laughs> right um. So it's it's very funny. So parents out there, if you uh, this is a good one to spring on on grandparents or friends or or anyone else because um, it really does. It's it's the book that makes um, adults do and say very silly, ridiculous things. So if you ever want to see a, a dinner guest or a visitor um, say and sing and do ridiculous things, this is a good one. Um, but let's so let's sort of get into this this idea, which I, I know you're kind of itching to talk about, which is. The the basic idea of the book is the the reader has to do what the book says, but is that really the case? Yeah, the, the, I mean, obviously <laughs> it's not the case. So <laughs> <laughs> wait, what?
1: <laughs> so I, I got oh my gosh, I can't believe that you've been. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I just feel sorry for you that you didn't know that like if your kids can't read, you can just you don't you, don't, you can you can omit words. <laughs> like. Well, but that's the thing is, can you? I mean, so do you feel so you you read this uh, for the first time? Ooh like you experienced it with your kids in real time. Is is that right? Like yes. you, so how, I, did you, how, did, how did you get the book? Somebody gave it
0: to you or. Yeah, I, I was vaguely aware. I think I saw this book in an, like in the, in an airport bookstore and just, I didn't even open it. I just saw the, the title and I saw it was BJ Novak. And um, I thought, Oh, that's cool. Like noted. I should get that at some point. Um, but I, I didn't really know what was in the book at all. And then, yeah, a friend, um, a family friend sent it to us. Um, and so I went into it um, totally unaware. I had no idea what I was getting into. Um, and so as a result, I read it straight through. I didn't I couldn't I didn't have, you know, I didn't have notes for what to maybe omit and whatnot. So I just kind of went into it reading through everything. And and and, and your kids were delighted the first time
1: by like right off the bat, they were they were thrilled by like Oh, they you. loved it. That's yeah. Hilarious. So so I cheated. Um, and I, <laughs> I ordered this book and I read it through, before reading it to Jack, yeah. and and then when I read it the first time, I did I censored. It so that even which which I but <laughs> I've now, I now I feel guilty about. It. I feel like it's this sort of betrayal of trust because I'm letting on the whole premise. So I did not read the section that says uh, what is it like the spoiler uh, alert? No, no, yeah, yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> uh, there's one section where you you have to say everything. And one of the things you have to say is uh, – you have to say the phrase like a, a hippo named boo-boo butt. And I just I, – I just – and the thing is I don't even know. Like I – as a parent, I've become fonder of like scatological jokes in general. I just talk <laughs> about poop and butts so much more than when I was a single person. And uh, – but I just – for some reason just the thought of Jack being the person who really seized on that. And then other people saying yes, yeah, so my kids are big around saying hippo, you know the, the boo boo butt all the time. What's that from? And it's like, oh yeah, that's this that's that's the
0: new uh, <laughs>
1: the new book that we're featured on our podcast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that is exactly what happened with my daughters. Really? They, the oh my! Yeah, I mean we go and you know so, something would be you know f- they'd get into like a silly mood like when they are with my family on vacation or something, and then. Uncle Alex, you're a boo-boo butt. <laughs> yeah, and everyone, and I, you know, everyone would like. Where would you learn that? Little, and then we'd have to like explain. It's from this kid's book. It's you know. Uh, and there's so many worse things that Jack could
1: do than than <laughs> than like than be the person who who like introduces boo-boo butt into like the, the parlance of his like playground set. But I, I just <laughs> I just hadn't I just wasn't I just wasn't sure you know you know about it, and so. I didn't do it. And, but then I felt like, oh my gosh, like, you know, especially a book like this, even so the other thing that's not true about the book is that it, it it's a book with no pictures, but it's full of graphic design. Yeah. So, um, there are actually a lot of pictorial elements, which means that there are definitely, you know, unlike me just reading, I don't know, from the Lord of the Rings or something where it's just paragraphs of text, there are definite, like, you know, on one page, there's this sentence that's really big so boo boo butt is really big so like i don't know if 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 jack were to catch me out and say like what's what's that say do i just say oh nothing <laughs> 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 i don't know that he he's old enough i mean he's old enough to know that yeah wait like, I, I t- wait
0: wait what did you do did you just skip that page or did you did you improvise did you use a different word
1: uh no i i, I just went
0: uh <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> the page. And then for all he for all he knows i mean you know i don't i don't know if he has a sense for that that seemed like too many syllables just for uh or that doesn't seem right or right like do your do, do your 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 uh elena's a little bit older does she have a sense for like which phrase is which like she can look at especially if you've read this a bunch you know when there's a bu- she knows which you know that On, say, one page, this big red word is blork. Even if she can't read it, she knows, like, that's where the blork sound effect goes. Has she reached that level? Because it's definitely there. She
0: she will call me out on that. um, But I don't know if it's because of she's matching up. I don't know if it's visual or auditory. Like, she she seems to have a pretty good memory. Like, she'll catch, if I just, like, misspeak a word somewhere in a book, she'll catch it and say, no, it's, it's. Ha ha ha! Not ho ho ho, or you know, like what right. it, she'll like. She'll catch that stuff. So she definitely would if I tried to omit something like that. But I don't know if it's because she saw big 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 red boo boo butt and noticed that I said too few words. Right on the page. I mean,
1: there's definitely, and I've just noticed this with other people's kids. There's definitely a stage where kids maybe just before they they learn how to read, they know like this, and you know, they they memorize the books in ways like. The sentence on like they could you could turn the page and they could say the sentence, you know, so they yeah, know right. which little text block is associated with what. But then I just put this book of all things is I'm claiming that I'm going to faithfully represent it <laughs> and then I'm not. And that Jack is kind of actually the power dynamic has not been flipped. Like he thinks he's in cahoots with, uh, with the writer <laughs> of the book. But actually I'm betraying his trust. and I'm like withholding, you know, he can't read this for himself and I'm just not reading the words on the page. I mean, and so. That's that's obviously kind of silly, but I mean. But to be expected,
0: if if you write an irreverent children's book, I mean, all all bets are off. You can't have rules in an irreverent children's book. That's right,
1: (laughs) right. You can't like you can't like break the rules and then you know like (laughs) expect people to follow a special contract with you. Yeah, I guess that's 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 fair. But but do do you (laughs) but but do you do that with other books? I mean, obviously, you just you're really faithful to. the book with no pictures, but in other books, do you ever censor or edit or or not do things because you're afraid I, of the message you're sending?
0: I would say, in uh, I don't necessarily, yeah, a little, maybe a little bit. So I a couple a couple examples come to mind, like with um going, and this isn't necessarily censoring. This is aesthetic censoring. I, <laughs> I think I think there's in the in the li- in going on a bear hunt. There's something like, oh, the the line is, oh oh maybe, and I say yeah. uh oh. I think, right. or something like that because to me it just sounds it sounds dumb to say oh oh maybe for that's sure. like a british ism or something but it doesn't sound right so i just change it um and then there's a there's another book we have where there the the book uses as an example for something boring they talk about like math class like something boring like math class is the line and that like makes me mad like i don't want to set up my four-year-old to be thinking that math is boring just because some stupid children's book like you decided to use that of all the things you could use for boring <laughs> as, right as an illustration of boring, so i i just i totally delete that um and yeah
1: okay but the, so what if you had a um so what if you had a guest reader over and they read that and then they do same and that you you like start going like ixnay on the <laughs> <laughs>
0: I have a soundboard on our couch right. so for that's this right. very reason. <laughs> um, I don't like, know. That's a good question. I, I don't know like, what I would and do. Then
1: do you – I mean this is kind of a low-stick example. Then you're, uh, you're, your daughters find out that all along you've been trying to shelter them from like finding out that most people think that math is boring.
0: Or actually, maybe that's not true. Most children's – a lot of children's book writers think math is boring. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I, I, I think you're right to point out this could definitely backfire because just the – it might have been yesterday actually – I was reading that story and I, I skipped over. I think sometimes I, re- sometimes I replace a different example or sometimes I just skip over it. And my daughter called me out and said, math is boy- like math class, like math class. Which means like I had not discussed this with my wife first. So my wife's right. been reading it faithfully and my daughter knows that that's what it's supposed to be. So not only were my attempts um, unintentionally foiled, but now she's even more like, interested. Yeah, in that's like right. Why did I draw it, so to it? totally yeah. backfired. So let that be a lesson, parental censors. That,
1: that's <laughs> right. Well, and that, that's a, that's a tricky thing. I mean, in general is when you, when you censor something, because you don't, you don't have complete control over, you know, your, 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 your kid may find out from somebody else that they may go over to somebody else's house and they have right. that book and, you know, and so it's, you, you don't, <laughs> like, you, you may you may you may be the main bedtime reader, but that doesn't mean that like you're gonna you, you can't hide math class <laughs>
0: for, forever. <laughs> I suppose my overarching principle for this would be If you get a book that you really think should be censored, you just shouldn't read it at all, right But if it's uh, if it's not that big a deal, you just read it straight I think that's probably where I would land um,
1: What about and and so this isn't really censorship, but this is just in general how much performance you owe to a book like, what if you're not? So there's there's that one page spread in this book, right? That uh, is just absolutely crazy. What's where oh, it has? You want to hear like, do it?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so the <laughs> the lead up, we you got to the lead up too, um, because kids know this is the book that makes grownups have to say silly things and make silly sounds like, oh no, oh no. Here it comes, Blergowaco, Magrumpfadoo, aye aye aye, bruh 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 bruh, oomph, laggedy glippity gloppity gloppity glippity, boop ba dongy face. <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: you've obviously done the ba dongy face like quite a bit. I get you. It's, you know, it's also interesting. So the first time I did read this aloud, I read it all the way across. Um, I did that of, too.
0: That's what I did first. And Kat oh, pointed that out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because it's just, just because, because the text, there's all these different fonts and things like that. So it, to me, it, it, it's like one big spread. So just kind of like with the Richard scary books, I'm yeah. used to looking at this one big thing. So I kind of just read it all the way across horizontally, which I don't think, I, I think the way you just did it, where you, you go down one page and you start at the top of the other oh, and then no. go down that, I think that. I think that, no, that's, I think that's correct. But, um, but I, I, I Think that's interesting. So so say so there's that section and that that require. I mean, what if you're just not? In the mood and you kind of phone it in, you know, or kind of rush through it or like that, do are do you ever do you ever Do you ever give up on books? Just kind of halfway through like you like you kind of sense that your kids are tired when you're reading a bedtime
0: story and you just say oh, Well, this is this is all for now Okay, I, w- I will admit I have phoned in readings of children's books like especially if I'm kind of like irritated like if it was a, a rough <laughs> getting ready for bed uh, right. routine and i'm just like really frustrated and irritated i i definitely do not put the same amount of theatricality into books but i will say that has never happened with this book uh, which, oh, is, which is which is kind of a testament recommendation, to yeah. the book i think right is that it you you can't not because that's the whole point the whole point of the book is to be theatrical I, I think if i was really so frustrated or not in the mood i would just not read the book because you but, can you, you can't it wouldn't make any sense to phone in a book like this. <laughs> <laughs> that is the book, right? <laughs> Being not phoned in is the like, book. Like, you, know, you know what you were doing when you cracked open the, if you've
1: done it before. like
0: um, I don't and, know. I mean, that that's my opinion. Do you – like,
1: what about you? Um. Oh, I, yeah, I definitely phone in books. So I, I definitely make a call. <laughs> like, sometimes – again, this is maybe a, a judgment on me as a parent. Sometimes I feel like uh, – if if my kids aren't giving the book the attention it deserves, like oh you're not you're not engaging enough, you don't even deserve the performance that I'm putting on <laughs> right. <you> right now. <laughs> I'll just kind of end it, and then if and if they clam, if they clamor for more, they're like oh I well, just you know I, don't, I, I, I guess I can keep going, but you guys are kind of wandering all over and just like pulling things off shelves, and you know if, if you've really got to get I me. Mean, this is you know I, I'm really giving my all here. <laughs> like, because,
0: <laughs> you're leveraging the theatricality for that's, that's better right. audience participation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> Have you ever uh have so sometimes you've you've admitted now on, on the record on that the record. you're that you're irritated when you start reading a book and maybe have have has a book ever sucked you in and changed that around or has a bedtime story ever worked some magic in you where at first you're like, ah, oh, let's just get through this and get these kids in bed. I'm ready to like put my feet up and half. <laughs> yes. Just oh, just some, definitely. And, and then and then, by the end of the oh no, actually this isn't just like a utilitarian, utilitarian, like uh square my kids away for the evening. This is actually a fun interaction between, between all of us.
0: No, for sure. I mean, and I, I kind of think that like <laughs> on a, I don't know, like on a philosophic level, like that's kind of what this book is talking about. Like one of the really cool powers of bedtime stories in in children's books and this is kind of a theme we we touch on repeatedly is that it it does kind of um it changes those typical power differentials between kids and parents like you're both kind of i don't know like you're oftentimes when we read we're physically we're like laying on the couch together right and then we're we're reading uh, even if the the form of the book isn't goofy and silly like this one the content is often very it's silly or it's child or it's childish like it's an adult coming down to a kid's level and like being interested in a world that they're interested in um and so i i think that's a really not to get kind of heavy and serious here <laughs> but i think that's a really important part of um, of children's books and that definitely happens to me i mean this book i can think of a couple times when this book has done that specifically um but then other book like you brought up the richard scary books like I, you can't like stare at Richard scary <laughs> books for more like for more than a couple pages without your mood lifting I feel like there's just yeah. something like kind of it's so whimsical and childlike and fun and like and I think that's a really underappreciated I'm glad you brought that up because I, I think that's a super underappreciated part of children's books and bedtimes and also
1: the the kids themselves are Great. <laughs> so no no not, 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 not even saying, but, but I'm just saying so sometimes I've had my mood change because I'm like, okay, I've I've read this story, you know, thirty times before. Jack picks it, but he doesn't really seem that engaged, you know, in it at all. So I don't even know why like why I, I should just every minute that I'm doing that, he already seems tired. He should just be in bed. Like, why am I like why am I inserting this in there? he, he should be brushing his teeth right now or something like that. Right. And Then we'll be reading a book and he'll ask a question or something, even though we've done the same. We've talked about this before. You read the same books, but the kid is different each time. And so they know more. And so they're kind Mm -hmm. of bringing experiences to the to the reading. And so he'll he'll ask some question, you know, he'll make some comparison like, oh, is is the cat like this or is this is, you know, is that like the horse that I gave my sister when she was first born? <laughs> there'll, be, there'll, be like, there'll be some kind of poignant moment. It's like, oh, no, this 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 really isn't just uh, – uh, it's not just a stop in like kind of the, the bedtime routine train. This is a, a chance to really, like you said, get down to their level and interact in their world. And and you don't – even if you've read the book 50 times before, you don't know what's going on in in their mind. And this is really just a chance to sort of fish around and, and figure some of that out. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And just, and just like share, you know, kind of right. in there, even if you don't figure anything out necessarily just, and I think that's super powerful on both sides, like for the kids and for adults, I, I suspect. And so I think it happens in subtle ways with just about any kind of book, like anytime you're, you're reading bedtime stories, I think this is happening on some level, but then it's, it's fun with books like this that kind of make that explicit and like kind of yeah. call that out. Um, is re- yeah it's just really really fun too
1: and then does this book ever change your kids moods like are they ever in a bad mood and you're like and you know this is sort of a, a trump card like, let's just read the book with no pictures and
0: see see how we feel see how we feel after you see your dad That's say interesting. You the i've never done that specific i've never like done that intentionally used it sort of instrumentally to do that um but i, I have for sure noticed a book change um for better or worse. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you know change the mood um of my I, have, yeah. I have definitely
1: overestimated my ability to sort of, like, storybook perform my kids into a better mood. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, well, isn't it going to be funny when I caper around, like, during the, the monkey scene in the for the sale? And it's like, no, that's that, that no, not
0: not into it, death. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you look ridiculous. <laughs> I feel like you're trying to make light of, like, whatever, whatever drama this is, but... <laughs> but I'm I'm still hopeful. I I, I still believe in the power of literature. (laughs) Hey, everyone. We hope you enjoyed this episode of 1001 Good Nights. If you want to learn more about this book and other bedtime stories, check out our website at 1001goodnights.com. That's 1001goodnights.com. Be sure to sign up for our monthly email newsletter to get updates about upcoming seasons and other new content. Finally, please help us out by rating the show on iTunes. This helps spread the word about the show and get it in front of new listeners each week.